Welcome to another episode of In Case You Missed It. I'm your host, Casey Houlihan, here with the usual guest. Eddie Trezino. That's right. Happy, what day is it? Who knows anymore? Wednesday. <laughs> um, so, exciting news. I took notes for this week's episode of Listen to Your Heart because I realized that's probably the best way to a most coherent uh, sort of summary, recap, review, whatever you want to call it. So I have that for this week's episode. We also have watched three more Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, which ones were those? Um, Brave, Monsters University, and Inside Out. Ah, uh, that's right. The films. Yes. And um, I don't know. I was reflecting on the podcast recently, and I feel like I talk too much. I feel like I don't let you say enough. Wow, that's interesting. I do. Have you listened to it? Like, yeah. That, when you listen, you're like, oh, yeah. he's not saying anything. But huh. I don't know if it's just that I'm talking too much or you just don't have as much to say. Um, I think I have a lot to say. It depends what it's about. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well. well oh, God. What do you do? I'll try to let you talk Should more. we say it at the same time? Um, No. No. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, well, we watched Listen to Your Heart. I mean, The Bachelor Presents Listen to Your Heart this week. I'm going to talk about that. I don't know if this is an intro or the official first segment. We can just launch right into it. Okay, yeah, launching in. Uh, Last week, we we began with Pixar. Um, I think this week we're going to begin with Listen to Your Heart. So if you don't watch, I don't care. You can skip ahead. So, well, you should watch at least one thing in the episode, and we'll get to it. I'm oh, sure. uh, okay, okay. Well, we're getting to the better part of the show. Like we said in past recaps, like I feel like the performances make it much more enjoyable than all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, but this week, week five was, of six. Yes, was week five. Oh, I'm gonna sneeze. Is that in the notes? No. Oh, it might pass. Oh, God. I hate that feeling when you need to sneeze and you can't sneeze. You going to keep that in? Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> um, a- anyway, we're on week five. Uh, next week is the finale. And we started out with uh, Chris coming in and another black ensemble. I wrote down I made notes about his outfits. He's mm-hmm. always dressed in all black for this show. Very serious. <laughs> uh, the funeral of this show, because I do not think it will have a second season if <sighs> I had to predict. And we find out that each couple has gotten their own freaking tour bus uh-huh. to go quote-unquote on tour, a.k.a. they're going um, across... They're going to uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, they're going <laughs> from, to like Las from Vegas. California. California to Las Vegas. Um, and they kind of have like a little bit of like um, bantering in the... Tour buses. Um, yeah, every couple gets... Oh, you said that. Yeah, yeah every couple got their freaking yeah. own tour bus, which is crazy. Wouldn't yeah. that be crazy expensive? I'm shocked at that, because, like, everything else in this show has been so low budget that, like, it's on, it's honestly unbelievable that it's a Bachelor-related show. Yeah, so they get in the... Um, there's four couples left. They Every couple gets the bus, and they're all excited. And then they're going to Las Vegas to play a show. For who? I don't know. <laughs> we don't who, know yet. Who would buy tickets to this show of people they don't know for a show they've never heard of? Honestly, I don't know. But, but uh, yeah. They so. did some like montages. People were in the freaking buses. Trevor <laughs> singing the Jamie. Chris and Brie are like saying they're in love with each other. Uh-huh. Um, I wrote that Jamie is too young here. <laughs> yeah. I mean. uh, and... Um, all the couples are just canoodling. Then we get to a random 
rest stop, okay? <laughs> yeah. uh, and, like, they had Trevor and Jamie uh, get out. No, like, no, no, Matt and Rudy. Well, no, first it was Trevor and Jamie, and he gave her that plastic Oh, oh, God. So God. we just had, like, this montage of classic road trip stuff. But then we did cut to Matt and Rudy, the strangest date that we've had on this show. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, low-budget dates on this show. This was some sort of strange, like, they stopped in some sort of strange, like, bottle graveyard. It looked like all this glass stuff, and they're walking around. And then um, we cut to the other couples arriving at the, like, suite, hotel suite in Vegas, and it seems that they all get, like... Their own bedrooms, like, together. Which I'm like, is that, like, a fantasy suite every night? (laughs) Yeah, basically. Uh, And then there was a break. We come back from the break, and they're like, oh, where's Rudy and Matt? Are they uh, getting married? And we all know that's not true, because they're not going to make it past the end of the show. Uh, I don't think. We cut to them having a bonfire in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that was weird. (laughs) And they stay at this, like, fantasy suite date, essentially, at this weird... This weird haunted hotel. Apparently haunted. Haunted. We find that out at the end. Yeah, they showed that in the bloopers that apparently this place is like haunted. Uh-huh. It it was very strange. Um, we go back to the suite and see that Bree and Chris have gotten the first date card. Apparently, we're still doing that. Um, and they go to the famous Little White Chapel in Vegas. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. I've heard of that. So I I knew that a lot of people like get married in Vegas. That's like a Kind of a cliche. I hadn't heard of the like the Little White Chapel, but I guess that's like the most famous one. Yeah. And well, you know, of course, the teaser for the episode was like, "Oh, they're gonna get married," but they're not. Oh, they're yeah. there to sing. Uh huh. For another couple that is getting eloped. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know what. How much? It was do, well, cute. Yeah, that's fine. What else? I'm trying to think. Well, you know, this is important. What happens is, so they sing for that couple. It's very cute. They're like, oh, maybe we'll get married one day. Chris starts talking again about how his dad passed away. Yeah. And he reveals that his dad and his best friend actually passed away on the same day. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. So it's that personal trauma we talk about with The Bachelor when you got to bring that out to really, to really yeah, uh, but, cement your spot. But this show is different. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's just sharing it. I yeah. Yeah. Because you don't really need to do anything like pull any things like that on this show because you kind of already have your person at this point yeah but um that is very sad and i, I feel sad for chris but uh him and Bree seem to be doing fine we go back to the suite um they have those like useless conversations where they show like some people talking to each other about each other's relationships so yeah. ryan is and matt are talking and matt's like i don't know if i love rudy uh she loves me but i don't know and then jamie and rudy have the same talk and it's like whatever we get another day card this one is for jamie and trevor and they go to the t-mobile arena for that hockey ice oh yeah date. oh i forgot about that it was cute yeah i guess it was fine it's um, just so weird that nobody's there that's the thing i mean these dates are strange because they're like the only people there normally and it's like very extravagant but also like very like isolated so like it was an empty arena they're probably like yeah you guys can go at midnight <laughs> and, like as long as nobody's there it's like, oh, with like well they had all this special lighting like on the jumbotron and stuff yeah. and then they had like uh they would went ice skating and jamie told uh trevor that she apparently loves him um, and then they, like, had, like, a couch out in the middle yeah, of the ice. a nice ice couch. On, you know, a nice couch. <laughs> um, and that was about that. It, it seemed a lot of this episode, these couples, it was surrounded around whether or not they're going to say that they're falling in love with the other person. Yeah. So, uh, that was Jamie and Trevor doing that. Then we go back to the suite. 
and we find out that um, somebody else gets a date. Who is it? Um, oh, Broody and Matt. No, no, no. Wait, you're forgetting one. Natasha and Ryan is his name? That's not yet, though. Oh, okay. Right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not right. They okay, do have just a date. Go by your note. Yeah. But this date was for Rudy and Matt, who I thought already had a date because they did that weird haunted hotel stay over, but apparently that wasn't enough. So, do you know who they saw perform? Remember? Oh, God. Oh, who was Shaggy? That? Shaggy, yeah. And oh, uh, it was like some random Vegas club, and like Shaggy is performing. Not Zoink Shaggy, another person. Right. Like Shaggy, I guess. We were talking about, like, you know, did they ask Matt? Because Matt freaking, apparently, it sounded like audio cut together. Yeah. Matt saying that he grew up listening to Shaggy. Oh, yeah, it was definitely cut together. And, um,. I don't know if a single person who grew up listening to all of Shaggy's discography, he the song they sang was also like really inappropriate. If you listen to the lyrics, it's it wasn't me. Look up the lyrics right know. now to the song "It Wasn't Me" by Shaggy. It's a very vulgar song. It wasn't. Me. It wasn't me. Uh, it's literally about cheating. Oh well, interesting. Honey came in and she caught me red-handed, creeping with the girl next door. Picture this: we're both butt naked, banging our. Oh, oh, no, I lost it. Banging art on the bathroom floor. See? how oh, it's so How can I forget that, that I had, had given her an extra key? All this time, she's just standing there. She never took her eyes off me. God. Is that how to rap? I'm not a good rapper. Nope, but I like Yo, man. Yo, open up, man. Uh, yeah, what then, do you want, And man? then this is the, the chorus I right now. But she caught me on the counter. It wasn't me. She saw me banging on the oh. sofa. It wasn't me. I even had her in the shower. Wow. It's like a very R-rated song. Um, and this guy's just singing and it it's like to a, a crowd a, of... Of, what, 20 people, uh, maybe yeah, less? And then they have freaking uh, Mac get up there and sing with him because he's his biggest fan. Um, it was a strange date. It was fine. Um, and Rudy's just like, what the hell is going on? Here? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. musicals. And then Rooney kind of has obviously been seemingly more into math than Matt's into Rudy. And Jamie gave her the advice. Jamie, the 21-year-old, gave her the sage advice of just going for it and yeah. saying that she loved him. And she did, and Matt literally responds with, was very courageous. You're very courageous yeah. for speaking your truth. Yeah, it's really weird. It was so uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know what it means to say you're falling for someone, really. Like, Um, that's a bachelor vernacular. Yeah, it just, I, yeah, I guess I don't is. think it's used in real life. It's just weird. weird. Like, I, I've heard, like... Tonight will be the night that I'll fall for you. But like real life. Ever again. But real life, people don't really say that to each other, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, that's a date. So it was awkward. They basically had a fight. Rudy was crying because she said basically that she loved him. And Matt was like, that's cool. Yeah, Matt, you could tell, was thinking about microwaves or something. <laughs> then we go to a break and basically jump cut back to Ryan and Natasha. Smashing shit. Um... At some sort of, I don't know, bulldozer. bulldozer thing in the middle of the desert. Uh, at one point, Ryan referred to Natasha as the light of his life. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, I guess these people were in love. Then we finally get to the part of the show that matters, and that is the singing. Yeah. And we got to the song assignment. So there was rehearsals. Basically, nothing really happened except for Matt and Rudy continue fighting because they had that fight. We uh, get to the performances, baby. Here are the judges. At the Nomad Hotel, which is apparently a famous 
like Lady Gaga performed there, I guess. Yeah, I guess. that's what he said. Her more um, intimate shows. More intimate shows. So the judges are as follows. Ashley Simpson, Ross, and and her husband. I wrote his name down, but now I can't read it. Oh, man. Uh, Pat Monahan from Train, the lead singer from Train. <laughs> yeah. And then Ari and Lauren, arguably one of the least liked Bachelor couples. Um were the judges. So uh, it was an interesting group of judges. We had Bree and Chris first. They sang Can't Help Falling in Love, Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. They you apparently like that song. Oh, it's fine. I, I, I don't know. I feel like they just make these songs so, like, joyless somehow. I don't know. Like, even that one, that's a great song, but... I don't know. They're good singers, sure, but I just don't It is care. a great song. I mean, I don't know. It was just, I think they're nervous because it's like a competition. They're under pressure, so they're like, because they're being weirdly judged. Like, we've talked about it before. Yeah. They're being judged on singing, but also apparently being judged on their chemistry. chemistry. So I think they're, like, too worried about, like, making sure they convey, chemistry. like, that chemistry or whatever. Train loved it. That's what I have written here. Then we have Jamie and Trevor. They sing Just a Kiss by Lady Annabellum. They started in an extremely awkward position. Like, they were, like, grinding on each other. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Like, <laughs> like two, like, high schoolers at dance, uh, at school dance, like, grinding on each other. It was so uh, uncomfortable. Uh, um, and uh, Jamie, Jamie, I wrote great dress, Jamie. I liked her dress. Um, Train called Jamie out on her nervous energy. I think this was Jamie's best performance. So far, she wasn't. It was the one where she was the least nervous. I think they're fine. It was kind of boring. Yeah, I feel like did they did people talk over this one? Was it like was this the moment where yeah, like it's just a boring one? So yeah, they show, like people. They show like, people backstage. Really like, oh, what are we gonna do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. And now next is the disaster <laughs> of the night, and that was Natasha and Ryan, who were assigned one of my freaking favorite songs of all time, and they ruined it. They were assigned "Perfect" by Ed Sheeran. And what happened was since they got that song, it's a slow song, it's a ballad, they were like, oh, we have to make it interesting. Uh So they get out there and you think they're going to sing it normally and then all of a sudden they start doing like some weird, like up-tempo Spanish version of it. Yeah, it it was really weird. It's like in the middle of the song and it literally throws everybody off. The whole band. Yeah, the band, the drummer like loses the beat. He doesn't know what he's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Everybody stops. And then Ryan has got his guitar and he's like trying to play some lick that doesn't really sound good at all. And he has a he has a microphone in his hand while trying yeah, to play the guitar. Yeah, it doesn't really. Now, when I was listening to another recap today, they said that what looked like what happened was that Natasha was supposed to set up a mic a microphone on a mic stand for Ryan. Yeah. But she was like like couldn't get it on there. She was fumbling, so she like panicked and gave it to him. But then he couldn't play the guitar. It was very awkward. Yeah, it really sucked. And they've really been strong. Like, all their performances have been really good. Yeah. She has like a freaking powerhouse voice, and they just completely uh, bombed it. So we were pretty sure they were going home, but stay tuned. Next we had Rudy and Matt yeah. singing the theme song for a movie Excuse called me. The Star is Born, yes. which is the inspiration for Follow Your Heart. Apparently, which makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, it really doesn't. So they sang Shallows. It was pretty good. Train loved it. He said it was, quote, magical and real stuff. Um, Rudy's, <laughs> did you write that down? I did. Real Rudy stuff. is really good. Um, Matt's fine. I think that they have a good shot at winning. Mm, yeah, yeah. I do. Now, 
We then go to the weird rose ceremony. Yeah, okay. Apparently the judges decide, but Chris Harrison hands out the roses. And we were pretty sure that Natasha and Ryan were going to go home because they completely bombed. And they did. So next week we find out that the finale is going to be in... The Music City of Nashville. That's right. USA. So, yeah, I mean... These are fun to watch while you're having a drink on a Monday night. Sure. Recapping them, I'm like, oh. It was more fun watching it than it was the recapping it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But there wasn't really any good drama this episode. It was more just like... Well, um, yeah, I don't think so. Matt and Rudy are, are fighting, but that's about it. Honestly, the most entertaining thing to me is just that the show is just so thrown together. and it every really Every aspect of it just seems like they're just making it up right on the spot. And, like, I really enjoy that literally nobody knows what's going on at any moment. And the little recap I was listening to, they're like, I think every time Chris comes into a room, he doesn't really know what he's going to say. Yeah, he's he, he just like, hey, guys, yeah, so today... Uh, <laughs> We're going to learn juggling. Yeah. He, <laughs> you guys. Well, he walked in at the beginning. And so last week, uh, apparently, Brie, after their song, said, I love you to Chris on stage. Oh, and he God, didn't yeah. hear. Yeah. And she, like, felt the need to announce it to the whole audience. And it was very awkward. And so Chris comes in and he goes, oh, you guys, I really had a moment last week, you know, uh, saying I love you. <laughs> and it was just so strange. And, um. I mean, Brie and Chris as a couple just seem so rehearsed. Like, they're planning yeah. exactly what they know how to get to people. Honestly. Right. Like, I think that that's really it. Well, but here's the thing. I think that's smart because I think this show, you need to just play the game. Yeah, and the game honestly, is yeah, pretending feel... to be in love and also being talented. I don't think they're the most talented couple, though. Yeah, I don't know. Their they relationship just... may be, quote-unquote, the most strong, the strongest. But I don't think they're the most. Like, they're boring when they sing. They're boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll see next week what happens in the finale. Um, there wasn't too much given away in the previews. Uh, Matt and Rudy, I think, are, like, the best pair performing-wise. Like, the Shallows is really impressive. But I, like, don't know if they're going to last because, like, they keep fighting and Rudy apparently really needs him to actually love her. So we'll have to see. And that will be our last recap. So you won't have to listen to us talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, we will talk about the Bachelor interim show or at least i will um talk about it briefly when that happens since we don't have a bachelorette season at our normally scheduled time which makes me sad but yeah we're gonna take a quick break uh when we come back we'll update you on our pixar journey Yay! <laughs> your feet would ya <laughs> this time we're talking about brave yes a movie that makes you that will have you be saying my mom's a bear uh this one will have you say wow um can't you just do the bare minimum Pixar? Wow. Uh, yeah, so we watched three more Pixar movies. Yes, on our journey to watch all 20 plus Pixar movies, we watched Brave, Monsters University, and Inside Out. Two of them last night, and Brave was a while ago. Um, I like remembered parts of Brave, but most of it I had not. It's yeah. fine. It doesn't feel like a Pixar movie at all. Yeah, Brave does not feel like a, even it's doesn't even feel like it's a finished movie. It feels like like it's kind of slapped together. It feels enough. rushed. Like the premise is that she 
is a princess that's going to become, I guess, queen, but she needs to get married. So there's all these different scepters from across the kingdom that present their oldest son, and they have to compete for her heart. And she does not want to get married, um, so she decides to intervene and have them do, and decide she wants them to do an archery contest, and then, like, uh, she beats them all. And then um, her mom is all mad at her. She's like, you can't do that. She runs away. And there's this thing with these fairy wisps. Yeah. Uh-huh, that she part. sees at the beginning of the movie when she's a kid, I guess, can see them. And, like, her mom uh, humors her and saying they're real. And her dad's like, they're not real. But then she goes out on her horse after fighting with her mom and sees them again, follows them. And they take her to this witch's house. And this witch is, like, in a cottage full of bear carvings. Uh-huh. And um, uh, once Merida calls her out on being a witch, she demands her to give her a wish. And she wishes that she could have something that would change her fate. Yeah. Of being, I guess, I guess, of being married to a way to yeah, someone. Yeah, I mean, it's really weird that she just keeps saying fate, which I don't really know, like, exactly what, what that fate, means. Like, what's my fate? I don't know what she's referring to. Yeah, um, that's really vague. But, like, me. what she happens is that she... Well, she... So the idea is that her mom is a real stick in the mud. And yeah. she's, like, really making her be a weird princess, or, you know, work her way up to the queenship. And, um... Yeah, so she wants to change her mom, which will change her fate. Yes. Her fate. And, um, yeah, and it, uh, so she somehow the changing her fate turns her mom into a bear. Right. She gives her, like, this cookie or something. And, uh, yeah, so then they have to learn to, uh, how to change back. Work together. And, your, you know, her mom sees the wild side, um, of getting hairy and in the mud. And, yeah, so. It doesn't really make sense. No. And, uh, yeah, so they have to find out how to change her back, yeah. And the whole thing is that, like, with Bairds, too, is that the dad, when they were, when Merida was little, the dad had to fight off this demon bear and lost his leg. So his kingdom has, like, an extreme hatred for bears. So the fact that the mom is a bear is really bad because if she gets caught, they'll kill her. Yeah. Um, So. So how did you feel about the plot? It, the story and the characters. Um, it was... And the setting, the Scottish setting. The setting, I think, is pretty. Like, I think it's the animation cool. is really pretty. Um, and the characters are very unique looking. Honestly, I don't... Besides the main merit of the main character, I think everybody else looks kind of generic. Yeah, I guess. It's weird that that's They don't look like, like Disney characters, though. Some of the, like, um... The tribe sons, like the yeah, the like weird. They kind of look like they could be characters that are Disney Pixar ish, like Ratatouille level, you know. And I like the characters Ratatouille, but I don't know. They just look generic, and it just feels rushed. Like she, like her mom's a bear, and you're like, I don't know how they're gonna get through this. Then they have a quick montage of catching fish, and yeah. and then suddenly they're bonded, and then Merida goes back and gives like this whole big speech, yeah, uh, as a distraction to distract. The whole room of uh, men from her mom, the bear, getting like sneaking back into the castle, and apparently that is all it takes to mend the rift between her and her mom. Um, yeah. I would say the most affecting scene is so like um, 
of course, Merida's mother, the queen, gets caught as a bear, but they don't, they think Merida's, like, cra- going crazy, and, like, when she says it's her mom, they don't believe her, so they chase after the bear, and they surround her and try to kill her, uh, and Merida gets in the way and saves her mom, right? Yeah. But yeah, then her think. mom's still a bear, and then the sun comes up, and she's like, oh, no, I didn't do it, but then she did do it, and then her and her mom are now besties. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it wasn't. So here's what I think happened. I think because I read about like what the production they so they changed directors halfway through, which mm. like I don't know why, but so that's probably why they I, like in the literally in the middle of the movies when she turns into a bear and it feels like they're the beginning honestly of the movie seems like they're leading up to like a big adventure because mm-hmm. like I like the part of there's a part like at the you know opening credits where she's like riding in the woods and she's climbing a mountain i'm like yeah, okay yeah, so yeah. she's gonna go on an adventure so then like in the middle of the movies when she sees this wisps and the witch mm-hmm. and then they just go back to the castle basically yeah so it's not like an adventure at all no so yeah but um so my opinion is that they wanted to make like the original director wanted this kind of serious movie but 2012 i think is when it came out like um Kind of DreamWorks was doing good stuff around then. They had like Shrek Four, they had Megamind, and uh, How to Train Your Dragon was big, which is also like kind of Scottish and mm-hmm. and I think that they wanted this movie to be like really funny and a real big joke fest, like Shrek. Because there's a lot of jokes that they try, but I don't think none really, of them land. It nothing, wasn't funny. Nothing's really funny, and it's weird that it's like that. Some 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 are funny. The problem is. That there are no likable characters, not any of them. Oh. Merida's kind of likable, but other than her... Like, yeah, like the little... The brothers? Yeah, she has three triplet brothers, and I don't like... They're I, brats. They're little brats, and I don't like them at all. They steal from the villagers. Yeah, I, and that's annoying. There's, like, a maid that all she does is scream, and I don't like her. Yeah. The mom, I, I mean, I guess the mom is, you know... Trying you, to do its best. You kind of see what she, where the mom's coming from, but you still don't really like her. The dad is a bumbling idiot. Yeah. All that. Yeah, so there's just no like. That's the real problem. If if you liked the characters, I think it would have been way better. Yeah, I agree. So that's, All right. yeah, that's brave. Monsters University came out the year. 2013. The year you graduated. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the year before I was supposed to graduate. And it's a prequel to Monsters University. It is no, about. Monsters, Inc. Oh, sorry, to Monsters, Inc. And it is about um how, basically how Mike Wazowski and... Sully. Neat. And I think it's really cute. I really enjoyed it the second time around. It actually is funny. Yeah. The jokes in there are actually funny. The animation is really beautiful in it. And the, like, friendships are really cute. And, like, like, learning the story, especially behind, what's that villain's name? Randall. Finding out Randall's origin story is very interesting. Yeah, Um, it takes place in college. Yeah, so the main thing is that, like, it's, like, Greek life, kind of. So there's all these different fraternities and sororities, and the big competition of the year is the scare games. And um, Mike Wazowski and Sully are both scare majors, but they (laughs) um, uh, get expelled like, at the end of the first semester, right? During well, they the get final. kicked out of the program. They get kicked out of the program, and they make this bet with their dean that if they can win the scare games, they want to get back into the program. And um, they have to go with this kind of ragtag, uh, nerdy group of uh, students who also got kicked out of the program. The OK, or Uzma what is Kappa. it? Uzma Kappa. Um, and 
I don't know. I think they're all really lovable little side characters that they introduce along with Sully and Mike. And um, I really liked it. I think yeah. it was really enjoyable, really funny, really cute. I liked it a lot more than Brave. Yeah, so it's, um, I think it's it's interesting they did a prequel. I, I think that it actually, you know, I think it pokes some holes in, like, the original movie showing, like, certain things and saying certain things. But, I mean, you can kind of get past those. And uh, um, I just think that uh, it has a... Like, you know, there's some cliches in there, but I think it there's a lot of really funny jokes that I think are good. Mm-hmm. All the characters are pretty memorable. Um, I think it's very entertaining. Yeah, I was going to say... Oh, there was something I was going to say where I think that... I don't know if this was intended, but, like, at the end, they go to, like, a summer camp that's kind of creepy and spooky. Yeah. And I thought, like... I, what, I remember seeing that in the theater and thinking, wow, this would have been cool if they, like made homage to a bunch of, like, classic horror movies because, you know, a lot of them take place at summer, summer camp. Camps. So, yeah, I feel like that's something I would have liked to see, but, I mean, that's just a dumb thought. I thought you were going to say one of the kids was Riley, and that was the clue. Oh, maybe, out. actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, speaking of that. Because <laughs> that, that's the next one. I don't know if that's yeah. true. I just thought about that. I, I don't know. Um, there has to be some kind of reference to it. Right, so Inside Out is after that. Wait, 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 but I want... Oh, you're not done. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, I was going to say the... The end of Monsters U is, like, the best part. Cause yeah. I think it's really cool that they show, like, hey, it's okay if, you know, you can take a different route to get to your goal. To get to your goal. You and don't I have think, to do what everyone else does. Yeah, honestly, it's really – that's a really good message and makes mm-hmm. up for some things that aren't that great. But, I, yeah, I think Monsters U is pretty good. I think it's really cute and enjoyable, and I would watch it again. I've seen it several times now. Me too. Then we went to Inside Out, which I've only seen once – it was a very highly acclaimed movie when it came out in 2014. 15. 15, excuse me. And um, I don't know, Eddie, you should take the reins on this one as far as uh, like a plot summary okay. and things that you think make it. Yeah, so um, I'm a self-described, or what is it? Self-proclaimed? Self-proclaimed, inside-out, like, lover. Because I think it's, it's my, probably, I think it's my favorite Pixar movie right now. Um, so yeah, I saw it in the drive-in when it came out and I've seen it a couple times. It's about, uh, the emotions inside your head and how they kind of can you know, react, not only control, but react to what you as a person do and make things happen. Mm-hmm. So we get joy, sadness, fear, anger, and disgust. Mm-hmm. Um, m- only, ma- mainly focusing on joy and sadness. Uh, a very famous cast of voice actors. Yeah, that. we got Amy Poehler. Phyllis, whatever her last name is, who's from The Office. We have Mindy Kaling, Mindy Kaling from The Office. Bill Hader and what's his name? Black. His last name's Black. Richard Black, I think. Sadness? No, Anger. Oh, Anger, Anger, what, Anger. Uh, something Black. What's his name? But anyway, yeah, I think they're all really funny. And um, so they're all in this girl Riley's head. She just turned 11 and they move across country. Whoa. From Minnesota to San Francisco. Yeah, she's going to, you know, have, it's. Her dad gets like, like a. Her dad has a new company or something. Her dad is Kyle McLachlan. Yeah, I don't. So, like I mean, something that like doesn't that. Really it doesn't matter. really matter. So she's just, um, you know, it's a hard time, and the emotions don't know how to react, and joy and sadness kind of like get thrown out of the loop, and they gotta get back to headquarters. But meanwhile, Riley's going through a hard time, and she can't really handle her own emotions, and she doesn't know. How, how to process things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we just meet some lovable characters and go through some really cool, what I think are really cool, abstract yeah. things. And It's very abstract. I mean, it's definitely an entire world built. It's like two separate 
worlds that simultaneously the movie is happening yeah in, which it's is the, the real which world is the real world and the world inside of riley's head and yeah. headquarters is where the main emotions work and are but then there's like these islands of personality that are yeah so let me i think that every part of like the inside her head world is basically genius i think it's so cool the little memories like the console they use it's like it's how they show them driving and um, how memories are formed. And the whole process, I think, is so amazing. And I, it's, I don't know. that, that What really, if her island's a personality? Family, friendship, goofball island. Hockey. Hockey island. Honesty island so far. Yes, so far. Yeah. And um, well, what happens is sadness for, starts messing with some of the core memories is what happens. And those are, like, the memories that make up who Riley is as a person. Mm -hmm. And when she touches them, they become tinged with sadness. And Joy is, like, freaking out over this. And they both get, like, like sucked up into this thing with the core memories. Yeah. What happens well, they, they get, get kicked they off get the headquarters? Long, yeah, they, they're trying to, like, sadness is messing things up and Joy is trying to take control. But then they both get sucked up the tube. And they get sent to... Um, uh, they go to like a bunch of like memory banks and like yeah 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 and like the train of thought and whatever. There's a lot of really cool ideas in there, like you said, like the yeah. train of thought, uh, abstract thought, yeah. and um, imagination, imagination, dream man. world. I think it's also cool. Their main like kind of buddy they meet along the way that needs to help them is Bing Bong. And that is Riley's old imaginary friend that she had as a child who obviously when you grew up, you know, you know, no longer have that imaginary friend. So he's kind of just like lost in her um, mind. mind. But uh, it, it is very, very, very creative. I think for me, it's just kind of strange because like, I don't, I don't know, like the characters are all, are emotions and not like. People, I, I don't know something See, about I get it, it. Something about it didn't connect with me as much. I also told Eddie though I just don't think I like about thinking about my own emotions that closely. Um, but I do like to think about like I was trying to think about what my islands of personality would be and mm. things like that. Uh, and I think that the concept is is really uh, interesting. I don't think yeah. it it doesn't. I don't know it it it's very different from all the other Pixar movies before it. Um, and. They do also show briefly the emotions working in the parents' brain. Yeah, that's kind of the one thing I guess I, it kind of bothers me. Because the emotions look exactly the same in everybody's head. Right. With a couple different. But I don't know. I mean, that's not that big a deal. What do you think makes it so special? Or what do you um, think is the message I is? think I saw it in the drive. The second time I watched it was on like DVD at my house or whatever. And. I think it just hit me at the right time because the whole message of the movie is like it's okay to be sad and like you're all these emotions really matter and you know you can't I, survive if you cut yeah them off. you can't because honestly can't I think I relate to joy because I can't, I think I just really don't want to deal with any other emotions so I just kind of like laugh everything off so I really relate to that which is probably annoying but you know seeing that it's okay like because at the end it's 
basic it spells out like it's okay to be sad well and it also starts to show at the beginning all the memories are just one emotion so they come in as disgust they come yeah. in short. and then at the end you find out that they can be more than one yeah so memories start coming in with happiness with and joy sadness. and sadness and it's and just disgust like, and anger and fear and sadness or whatever um i just think it really visually exp- shows you like how feelings are and I, it really makes me tear up it's really creative i think it's i don't know i mean i get why other people don't like it but for me it just i don't know it just really touches me <laughs> it really speaks to me so those were some heavy hitters and one mediocre i would say uh two really good ones and then brave is just strange it's yeah. really an outlier we unfortunately what we have next is a good dinosaur which neither eddie and i have ever seen yeah, in, never, of any part the only pixar movie i've never seen and i barely remember when it came out like any of the talk around it because i don't think it got many reviews it definitely didn't get good reviews i don't even yeah. really know what it's about I don't either. So um, I'm hoping it's kind of like a Land Before Time vibe. I love that movie. Honestly, the picture that they use of like the dinosaur and the little kid it's looks cute. cute. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, that looks cute. Um, so we'll have to see what that's like. After that is Dor- Finding Dory. Finding Dory, which I loved, the sequel to Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what's after that. Coco. Oh, Your my Shadow God. Coco's <laughs> so good. Yeah, so we'll see. So, I haven't seen that in a long time. I've really enjoyed watching these. I really, like, recommend anyone who's kind of running out of things to watch. Or, like, I was reading this post the other day that said, I don't know if this is true. It was just a post on Facebook that somebody shared, that people with anxiety like to rewatch um their old old shows and movies or listen to old music because it's comforting to them because they it's like nothing no new information so that they know what to expect and it doesn't produce anxiety and as someone with extreme anxiety i feel like that's very true i find it very comforting during this time to go back to things that have brought me joy in the past um and watching these movies has been great. And I think Eddie and I have said it before. Like, you can really watch this with anybody and they're going to like it. Yeah. Like, it's something you're, if you're stuck at home with your whole family and you guys are, like, fighting over what trying, like, something that everybody would like, I pretty much think everyone likes this. Yeah. People yeah. can pretend to not be interested in cartoons or say it's for kids, but Pixar movies are for everyone. Yeah, it'd be hard to not like Up. I don't know how you could. Oh, like. my God. You're so right. That's definitely a, a crowd pleaser for sure. I would say Pixar movies for, are for everyone except Cars. I didn't <laughs> like Cars. Um, but we will be back with more of that on our next uh, episode. I don't know how many we have left. We've gone through quite a, a few. Um, how many do you think? You're counting them up? Wait, okay, wait. Um, the Dinosaur, Finding Dory, Coco, Cars 3, Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4, onward. So just uh, eight We only eight have left. eight left. So we will be close to done next time we check in with you guys. But um, that's going to wrap it up for that segment. We'll come back real quick with a couple of recommendations before we uh, sign off for the week. So this is becoming quite a long episode, so we'll make our trip to the rec room quite short. Let me just open the door right here. Turn on the light. There we go. And we are here. It's a little dusty. We haven't been in here in a few weeks. Um, But I am happy to report I have just a couple of things that might bring you some joy during this time. I have been watching this channel on YouTube. It's called Tagback TV. This guy does a lot of video game content, which I would normally not be interested in. Mm-hmm. However, 
He does what's called these five-star island tours of different Animal Crossing users who have created really incredible, really beautifully designed islands. And I find it very calming to watch them go through and look at all the pretty uh, designs and features of the Animal Crossing islands. So I've been watching those um, just when I want to relax and not think about too much. I also really been enjoying with the Watcher uh, channel that is with BuzzFeed Unsolved, Ryan and Shane, and um, Worth It, what is his name? Oh my gosh. The guy from Worth It, Steven. That's their new media company. They've been doing every Sunday socially distant Dungeons and Dragons, where they have been going through, um, what do they call that? The dungeon, what do you call your Dungeons? Campaigns? Yes. So they've, been doing, they've done like four 20 to 30 minute episodes. I think it's really cute. It took them a little bit to get into it because all of them had, like, not really done that sort of thing before. Maybe one of them had. Um, But I think it's been really cute and it's really well done. And they have, like, some little graphics on the screen and, like, they're just goofy and cute. So I highly recommend both those things. Just, like, pass the time when you're feeling stressed or anxious and just, like, chill out and enjoy something um, fun and silly. What about you, Betty? Oh, uh, well, um, watched uh, a couple episodes of Middle Ditch and Schwartz, which is a comedy improv duo that has a Netflix three-episode series now. It's very funny. Yeah, it's ba- I mean, it's just long-form improv that was lo- taped live. Yeah, they're very talented. I love those guys. Yeah, I've always loved them since college humor days. Uh, yeah, um, so they're funny. Um, I don't know, fucking... Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure um, What's I just I was gonna say something. Oh, um, this band I like called uh, the Bomb Pops had a new album. Did I talk about that once? You might have, but that's okay. You can recommend it again. Yeah, I listened to it. It's pretty good. Um, there was something else. Someone else. Had I've also been cross stitching and listening to the podcast Schmanners. It's a McElroy Brothers spinoff with Travis and his wife Teresa. They talk about the history uh behind certain um. Etiquette-related things like Victorian dinner parties. Uh, they talk about bowing and curtsying one episode. I just like feeling like I'm learning something. And they mm. like teach, but also they're funny and cute. And I love their dynamic as a couple. So when I want to get off a screen and just like focus on cross-stitching, but also have something like playing that is like fun to listen to, Schmanners is very good. Okay. So yeah, I, you told me about that. Yeah, I really enjoy it. But other than yeah. that, uh, I oh, think... Oh, yeah, wait. The one album I was going to say oh, is... Oh, go ahead. This, um, artist guy i really like i've liked him for a long time mikey erg came out with like a four song ep last week and bon voyage and it's perfect i think and listen to it there you go music podcast and youtube recommendations for you right there Mm. uh you can follow us on twitter check the description to this podcast episode to find eddie and i's handles follow us there we support we support we appreciate your support and listening i hope you share or even if you yeah. just enjoy it yourself we appreciate it all the same we do support your support of us that's right so. <laughs> and uh we'll be back next week with more so stay happy stay healthy uh wash your hands and we'll talk to you then